This is the Byron Bledsoe Podcast, Senior Pastor of C3 Church in Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for checking out today's message. We hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump into the message. Leadership is about growing people. Leadership is not about growing crowds. It's not about growing accounts or growing the bottom line or a personal empire. Leadership is simply about growing people. When we began C3 Church, it was with a passion to grow people. We didn't start C3 uh, to grow a church. We started it to grow people and to help people to be uh, what I would call a, a true church, a movement of life change, helping people because we have a passion for people to know God in a personal way and to grow in relationship with Him and to be a church that's life-giving and that builds people up. And so we launched at Regal Cinemas with the idea of how do we help people? How do we grow people? And helping and growing defined by connecting them with Jesus in a personal relationship and then showing people, teaching people in this journey together because none of us are experts on how to grow in relationship with God. I think of Philippians chapter one that says, and I am certain that God who began this good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And so God promises he's gonna finish this work in each of us. And as the church, we get to be a part of helping people and seeing what God's doing in people's lives. But leadership, no matter what you're leading, is about growing people. Another thing that I'm learning is that uh, the greatest thing that you can create and sustain in any organization is alignment. Alignment is critically important. From the beginning of C3, from when C3 was founded, the, the growth of C3 in large part can be attributed to an extreme focus and intentionality on just a few things because it's about alignment. If you don't have alignment, and this is where many organizations um, are hindered in the vision and what they want to accomplish, the desire is there, the talent's there, the vision's there, but there's no alignment. So there's a fragmentation. You have people going in different directions, not everybody heading in the same way. I remember growing up in Beaumont. I uh, went to Westbrook High School and I played football. And one of the things that had to happen on a football team was that all 11 players on the field run the same play. It's alignment. If every single time you hand the football to the running back, it doesn't matter if your running back is the fastest running back, the strongest running back, the hardest running back to tackle, the running back that never fumbles the ball. If every single time you hand him the ball, he runs straight to the sideline, you never score. You've got to run the play. That's alignment. The, the people blocking the linemen have to block for that play. Everybody has to be moving in the same direction. So the greatest thing you can create or sustain in any organization is alignment. I, I think of Genesis chapter 11 in Scripture where the Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they've begun to do this, they're speaking the same language, there's unity, they're all moving in the same direction, they're all about the same thing. God said this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. There's incredible power in alignment. Another thing that I'm learning, uh, those of you that lead teams or organizations, uh, heart always matters more than talent. Don't hire people for what they can do. Hire people for who they are and who they can become. Passion and heart is all you need to start. 
And over the years, I've hired people with incredible talent, but they had a heart problem. And talent never overcomes heart. The heart and the passion for the organization, for the vision, for what you're leading, to be a part of that. There are a lot of things you can teach people. You can't teach them how to be passionate. You can't teach them heart. They've got to have that because that's an individual responsibility to cultivate that. And yes, you want people that are competent. They have to be competent. But you don't want people that are arrogant. And nor do you want people that are lazy, where they rest on their talent, but they're lazy and they're not passionate. You want people that are hungry. Heart always matters more than talent. So yeah, they need to be competent. They need to be talented. But more than that, they need to have a heart that's into it. And they need to remember that uh, God is the one that gave them the talents they have. And it's to be used for Him. I think of 1 Samuel chapter 16, where the Bible says, The Lord does not look on the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Another thing I'm learning is, and this one's huge for me, questions, questions, honestly asked, processed, and answered will be one of your greatest assets. In fact, I think this is where courage shows up the most. The willingness to honestly and ask, honestly ask and answer questions. Because as the leader or as leaders in an organization, there are certain questions that if you don't ask and answer, nobody else is asking. Nobody else is thinking about what you're thinking about right now in the organization. So you've got to be willing to honestly ask and answer the questions that often we try to ignore and avoid. I was pastoring a, a different church in Orlando that was a good church. But there began to be some questions about how effective are we really. When you look at the pages of the New Testament and you look at the kind of church that the New Testament lays out and what Jesus taught about church, about life, and about church being a movement that is life-giving and helps people find hope in a relationship with Jesus, and you look at the, the absolute life change that happened over and over and over again, and then you look at many churches today that have a lot of good things, but not a lot of life change, that difference shouldn't be there. And we began to ask some questions, questions like, if this church ceased to exist, would the community even miss us? Like for the people that never even come to church, are we an asset, are we a benefit to this community by being here? We began to ask questions like, how many people are actually coming and committing their lives to Christ? And I remember I asked the question in our office, we got an award for being in the top 3% in churches in the United States for growth. And we flew to Louisville, Kentucky and got the award, but, but that award messed me up because it wasn't good news for me, it was challenging. It caused me to ask more questions. And I wanted to know how many people have come into the life of our church, become a Christ follower, been baptized, growing in their faith, over 18 years old. How many people are we, are we impacting and reaching? And in what was a, a very large church with a budget of several million dollars, uh, with a private Christian school for 10 years. Now, some of that, a little bit of that was my time. A lot of that was the, uh, the time before I was senior pastor there. But for 10 years, it came back an average of 10 people a year. And that question was hard to ask, but that answer told us everything. Millions and millions of dollars, 20 acres, 65,000 plus square feet of buildings, all of the programming, all of the emphasis, over 100 employees, 10 
people, uh, 10 people, one person is valuable, but all of that for 10 people a year? And that's what began to birth inside me and a few other people the vision for C3. And selling the campus, selling that, and moving into the community, uh, launching in Regal Cinemas in Waterford with the purpose of, man, we, we want to make a difference. We want to be a church that goes after unchurched people. At that time, I don't know what it is today, but at that time, 86% of the people that lived in Florida never went to church, not even Christmas or Easter. And there are tons of churches for church people. And that's awesome if that's how God's wired you and that's your deal. But the big deal for me is life change. And so I wanted to go after the 86%. And that is still what I'm addicted to. I'm addicted to life change. So in my leadership, how we lead, we ask questions that are, that are informing us on how to help people and bring hope to people that don't think church is the answer. How do we create a movement where people who don't love church love to attend? How do we create something that, that brings hope to people that are far from God and don't think church is part of the answer? And it was an incredible battle of transition from the church that was. We wanted it to be a transition from one thing to another, from the other church to C3, and it really ended up being the death of one thing and the birth of another because some people just could not make that journey. And so we sold the campus. What I began to realize was there was such an intense battle. My funeral home could be someone else's wedding chapel. And another church, that building would fit their purpose, their calling, their vision. But it really had been such a battleground um, because it, it got very, very difficult. When you try to change anything, it gets difficult. But the way many people acted that had been in church for years really proved to me that the change was essential. Because if church for years has taught you to act like that, think like that, function like that, then it hasn't been effective. But it was questions that began to inform the process of what we needed to do because we only have this one life and we want to make a difference. And we want to reach people. So questions honestly asked, processed, and answered will be one of your greatest assets. But in that, there were many answers we didn't have. James chapter 1, verse 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And so ask the questions. And when you ask the questions, if you can answer it honestly, do that. But some questions, listen, the longer I live, the more questions I have that answers. And so we continually ask God for wisdom in leading and ask God for wisdom in the areas that we don't, we don't know the answers. Another thing that I think is important to understand in leadership, you'll rarely have all the information you need to make the decision. You'll rarely have all the information you need, all the information you'd like to have to make the decision you need to make. But if you don't make it, nobody else will. Years ago, Angie and I were trying to decide. We lived in North Carolina, and I was, I was at that time traveling and, and speaking in churches, and I was gone about 42 weeks a year speaking in different churches, and we had a young family, and so we were trying to decide, hey, do we want to settle in Texas, where I'm from, or in Florida, where, where she'd grown up? And we ended up deciding uh, to, to live in Orlando. It was an easy city to travel in and out of. It's built for that. But also she had family in Orlando, and it, it's been a great area to raise kids and raise a family and a lot of amazing people like you. Uh, but in the process of making that decision, 
we found a piece of land uh, in the Beaumont area where I'd grown up, and it, I don't remember if it was two or three acres for $14,000. $14,000 for land, like where, where do you find that? And so it really was, we, we kind of began to process and lean in, and is this the right thing? Is that the right thing? And we weren't sure which place to settle. We prayed about it. We talked about it. We felt a piece about Orlando, but there are things that came up in the process of making that decision, and we didn't have all the information. We had to make the decision based on what we felt was wise in that process and say, you know, $14,000 for land, that's a pretty good deal, uh, but we really feel like this is where God's leading and we don't have all the answers and we don't know why, but we think it's Orlando. And now looking back, we get to see a lot of the why. I think of John chapter 20, then Jesus told them, because you've seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Because when it comes to faith, you rarely have all the information you need to make decisions, to know the next thing that needs to be done, to know the next step that God wants to take you. And so Listen, we have the benefit of having hindsight, having the Word of God, being able to dig in and grow that relationship with Him and understand more. Can you imagine what it was to be one of the disciples? Like, we've read the rest of the story. They didn't know. They were living it in the time. And I think sometimes we, we look at Peter, James, and John, and Paul. We look at these figures in the New Testament, and we think, oh my gosh, how incredible that must have been. But they, just like you and me, didn't know what tomorrow would bring, didn't know what the future is going to look like didn't know what the end of the story would look like. You rarely have all the inf information you need to make the decision, but you do have a relationship with the living God that has all the information that you'll need. Man, what an incredible message today. I'm loving this series. Thank you again for joining us. Ashley, you mentioned earlier the daily videos, Monday yes. through Friday. How do people get to those? Yes, you can go to Pastor Byron's YouTube channel. Be sure to like and subscribe. You can go to youtube.com forward slash Byron Bledsoe. That's right. Click the bell, subscribe, so you get a notification every single day so you don't miss a single one of them. Hey, thanks again for joining us. We loved uh, today's message and you being a part of it with us. We can't wait for next Sunday. Join us again next week. Have a great week. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. We hope this message encouraged you and inspired you. Would you share it with someone that you're connected with? And also, if you want to be a part of supporting this incredible life-giving movement, you can text C3 Orlando to 77977. You can also go to our safe and secure giving website at Give c3.cc. Listen, we love you guys. We're praying for you. We'll see you next week.